Welcome to the Sports Hour. This is Mitch Mo, And this is El Mormone. Um, El Mormone. No, it wasn't Mormone. It's just Mormone. But oh, is that how you say it in Spanish? Mormone. Yeah, I think so. Anywho, um, yeah, we are we are out here again. Uh, we decided that we wanted to talk a little Game 3 NBA Finals. We watched it on Wednesday night. We're recording this Thursday afternoon. Um, and we just have... A quick little, quick little episode for you. Just some thoughts on this NBA final series and what we are looking for for Game Four. Isn't that right, Mitch? That's right. That's it. That's this, all we this got. Is, this is a really, it's a, it's a really, it's really the sports half hour. The sports tw- half hour. We'll see. Because last time we said that, we actually ended up going like an hour. So right. Uh, who knows if this will actually if this will actually be a half an hour, but. Stay tuned and find out. Welcome back. Mitch and I are sunbaked today. Um, we went to a Salt Lake Bees minor league baseball game today, and it was hot. It was hot. hot. Day. My Hi. pasty white skin was not handling it. You anymore. know, the sun feels hotter over here in Utah because we're so high up in elevation. I mean, we're like 4,000 feet, so, you know, you just, you just, it feels hotter even though it was only like 92 probably, but it's a hot day. We're, we're baked in the sun uh, and we're still out here talking about basketball because we love you guys. Also, shout out to the Salt Lake Bees. It was a good game. Jabari Blash, our boy, hit a homer. Yeah, a rocket, man. He line drive. I don't think that thing got more over more than like what, like thirty feet off the oh, ground. Oh yeah, it was a just rocket. a laser shot it was a over right field fence. Uh, it was a good game. I had fun. Did you yeah, have fun, Mitch? It was a blast. You don't have to lie if you didn't have fun. You no, I enjoy okay. going to minor league baseball games. Yeah, it's cool. It's fun. You know, yeah. and pretty cheap tickets. It's a good time. I like I like seats. I like my entertainment. And like I uh, like my food, cheap and easy. I don't know. I was gonna say something more inappropriate, like women. But I didn't, <laughs> didn't want to do that for obvious reasons. Well, yeah. <laughs> so we're just gonna blow. We're family friendly. <laughs> we're just gonna blow right past that and talk some NBA finals. Mitch, we watched the game three of the finals last night. And we have some thoughts. So I want to start with you first. What were your just overall thoughts about the game? Started off really, really sloppy. I actually, for a second, doubted my first, my initial um, prediction that this was going to be a sweep just based on how sloppy it was. Um, and it kind of stayed sloppy the rest of the game. <clears throat> but um, Warriors pulled it out and. I feel even more confident about my sweep idea than I did last night. Yeah. You know, I uh, I did think the Warriors were going to win this game. I thought if the Cavs uh, were going to steal any game in this series, it would be game four and just kind of do it just for the sake of not getting swept. Uh, but you're, I agree with you. It was a very ugly game. It didn't start off very well. And the Warriors still pulled it off. You know, that that first quarter was all Cavs. And it was reminiscent. Mm -hmm. So, Caitlin and I were at Game 3 of the 2016 Finals in Cleveland. 
and the Warriors had won the first two games pretty handily and came back to Cleveland, and Cleveland destroyed them that game. I think they won by 30-something points. Like, it wasn't even close. It was a blowout. And I just remember being there and being like, wow, did not expect that. And so when this game started that way, and the Cavs got a quick, like, 10-point lead, I, I said to Caitlin, I was like, this reminds me of that game, of game three of the 16 finals, that, like, they just kind of showed right up and were just like, nah, we're, we got this one. Right. But they couldn't really close it out. The Warriors hung around, never quite got the lead, but were able to just kind of hang around for most of the first half. And then they did what they do in the third quarter. They got a lead and extended it in the fourth. And that was all she wrote. So I going from this game on, I'm still not sure, honestly, whether this is going to be a sweep or a five-game series. I, I want it to be a sweep just because of the narrative of a 3-1 deficit and everybody going to be like, well, LeBron's going to come back oh, from 3-1. That's just, so obnoxious I, even I, to I, think yeah, about. I don't. Even to think about it because you know there's going to be people, if they win game four somehow, that are going to say, well, he's come back from 3-1 before. Exactly. And Yeah, and different circumstances he did, sure. <laughs> Not in this one. Right. Well, and that's, that's you know, I Ryan, a shout-out to Ryan, he actually pointed that out to me. Uh, when we were talking on the phone the other day. And I was like, you know, I never thought about that, but you're absolutely right. And I don't want to hear that narrative for like three days uh, about how he's going to come back from 3-1. So I think it'll probably be a sweep, but I would not be shocked if Cleveland pulls it off in uh, in game four at home. But let's uh, let's go over some of these box, this little, this box score here. What were your thoughts? It was the Kevin Durant show. <laughs> yes. About it. Um, <clears throat> he had 43 uh, 13 and seven last night and no one else on the Warriors scored more than 11 points. I mean, he, it was, he was doing his LeBron impression last night. He was putting them on his back and carrying that team. Um, which makes me think that maybe Kevin Durant should be in the argument for best player in the league right now. Oh, just based oh. off that performance. Okay. Um, he showed, I mean, he just showed it last night. He can do exactly what LeBron can do, which is put a team on his back and carry him. Um, so yeah. And really rough game from Steph Curry. Really, really rough. Um, that he shot three of 16, one of 10 from three, Oof. 11 points. Uh, yeah, he, he went 11, five and six. Uh, it's just a rough game for basically anyone, but Kevin Durant last night. Yeah, well, you know, the bench played really well. Iggy, uh, Iggy was back for Game 3, which which helped a lot, especially that they were able to play that Hampton 5 lineup, lineup in the fourth quarter. Uh, but you had Iggy, Bell, and Livingston all off the bench who combined to score 26 points, uh, and they were, what is it, 11 of 14 from the field? That's a lot. That's really good production from the bench. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sean McGee. Livingston missed his first shot of the series last night. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he hadn't missed a shot in the first two games, which yeah. is insane. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, they got a good production off the bench. Uh, McGee had a good game as well. Uh, in the 14 minutes he played, he, he had 10 points. Uh, they were getting it to him early again, uh, just like they did in game two. Draymond had himself a pretty good game, 10 points, two rebounds, nine assists, two steals. Uh, wasn't his best game, but he, I mean, he's just so good defensively. I feel like you, you just feel his impact. Yeah. Besides, you know, when despite looking at the box score, but you're absolutely right. It was a Kevin Durant show. Um, to me, this just shows me how much better the Warriors are than the Cavs. Oh yeah. You know, like the fact that Curry and Clay 
could combine for 7 of 27 from the field and 3 of 15 from 3 and the Warriors still won a game. I mean, that, like, this was the perfect storm for the Cavs to get a win. Right. I mean, the, Curry and Clay are not going to have this bad of a game again. I, they, no. just, they, they, they may have one of these in a series. Or and, one of them a night, not both on the same night. Right, so. right. And the fact that they had, yeah, both had bad games was, you know, it's just crazy. And the fact that the Cavs couldn't pull off this win just shows how overmatched they are in this in this series. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely. The, the Kevin, Kevin Durant show, I thought it was funny. I saw a lot of a, articles and... Uh, tweets about how, whether Curry or KD should be the finals MVP after the first two games, right? Because Curry, I mean, he went off in game two. And I thought that this was a was a cool response from Kevin Durant to be like, nah, guys, I'm the finals MVP. <laughs> like, don't forget, I won it last year. I, right. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, For him to drop the, the night that he had when Curry was off, I thought was funny and uh, that's the, that's what I thought of uh, seeing that, just seeing him play and being like, oh, he wants that Finals MVP, man. <laughs> uh, let's let's talk about the Cavs a little bit. Do we have to? Yes, we do. Yes, ah. we do. Mitch. Sorry. Okay. Actually, <laughs> I do want to talk about Rodney Hood a little bit. Oh yeah, absolutely. Showed up. Oh yeah, twenty six minutes off the bench, fifteen points, four or six rebounds. Excuse me, um, no assists, but played really well off the bench. Shot seven of eleven. From the field, um, which was about as good as it got for the rest of the team. Yeah, true. And, I mean, he. Uh, it was cool to see the, their crunch time lineup was Hood with the starters. Like, they, they had no George Hill. They basically replaced George Hill with Rodney Hood. So it was Hood, JR, LeBron, K-Love, and Thompson, which I thought was intriguing seeing that in when, uh, when the Warriors were having the Hamptons 5 lineup out, that they had Hood in there instead of Hill. Well, yeah, and, or... Or Corver because I mean I'd rather play Hood than Corver right now. Corver's playing like dog poo poo. Right. So. I just I think it showed how well obviously he was having himself a good game, so it makes sense to leave him in the lineup. But he I mean he really showed up. There's been a lot of talk about him and not showing up and underperforming in this playoffs, but especially just um, in this I guess in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so it was good for him, good for him to, to show up and say, Hey guys, I'm still here. I still play really well. Um, uh, so that was cool, but you're absolutely right. Other than that, not a whole lot going on. Um, Jr. had a good first half. I mean, I think he, he had 10 points at at halftime, but it could only get three more points in the second half. It was like five of 14 from the field, three of 10, uh, from three. So he did not have himself a good second half, which I think he was tired of being an internet meme. Yeah, and it looked like he was going to turn it around, and then just didn't. Yeah, just, just didn't. Couldn't sustain it, right? Well, and that was that was cool to see this to the start. I mean, yeah, he hit a few big shots, and you were like, okay, cool, Jr. showing up finally, you know. But yeah, couldn't uh, couldn't keep it going. Anybody else uh, that stuck out to you for the Cavs? I mean, not really. LeBron did his usual thirty plus game, triple double, triple double, and then Kevin Love had his normal twenty point double double. So I mean pretty standard night for him yeah absolutely yeah I mean it's it's funny to me though that LeBron James gets a triple double in the finals and we're like yeah pretty normal night for LeBron you know isn't that crazy pretty normal you know that you're that kind of player that a triple double in the finals is like no big deal right I don't know exactly (laughs) I think it's kind of crazy so yeah I mean I was uh I was happy that it was at least a closed game it stayed close for most of the game kind of you know had a few lead changes here and there 
Uh, and then obviously the Warriors hit enough big shots. And, and Kevin Durant with that 30-footer, uh, I don't know how much time was left there, but he, he, had, he was like out. He was ISO'd. He called, a, he called it for a uh, pick, and the, his guy came over. And he just kind of like stepped back and hit that 30 footer oh, yeah. and then just mean mugged the crowd. It was just like, what? Oh, yeah. Top lip curled a little bit. Just, <laughs> oh, my God. He's snarling. Oh, it was amazing. That it, shot from a different county. Yeah, it, it, it really was. It was cool to see Kevin Durant be like, all right, guys, like, enough of this. Let me show you what I can do. And I, we've, uh, I saw this tweet yesterday uh, after the game, but. We, uh, you know, game one, obviously, we had an all time performance by uh, LeBron James scoring 50 points in the finals. So that was something we got to witness. And then game two, we had Curry and his all time performance of breaking a, you know, finals record for threes. And then we get this awesome 43 point performance by Kevin Durant. So just that alone has been cool. Uh, from an entertainment perspective for me to see all these really good game, really good performances by players. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love. Yeah, the individual performances have been nice. I've really liked watching the Draymond Green and Tristan Thompson chipping at each other. I really love. I mean, that's just entertainment. I love that. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's been it's been fun, and I love that Thompson has has not been afraid to kind of poke his buttons there, and and for them to jaw at each other is uh, uh, it definitely is entertaining. So absolutely. Any other thoughts from this game before we move on to what we think about Game Four? Not really. Oh, I'm, I think I'm good. I'm ready to move on. Cool. All right. So we have game four on Friday. And uh, what? And, and you think, I guess, you think this series is over. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very over. So what's like, going to happen? It was over after game two. Yeah. Well, I, okay. So, but, I mean, we're talking about over Friday. So, like, why why can't the Cavs win this game? Like, what's going to prevent them from winning this game? That's a really solid question. I don't think there's anything that's keeping them from winning this game. I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. It's kind of one of those things where, like, anything can happen in sports, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's possible they could win, but it's then there's nothing holding them back from winning. You know what? If, there, if there's one thing I could say that can hold them back, I think if it's LeBron tries to do too much. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, they held it to a tighter game last night when he did less. Yeah. So I I guess if there's one thing that could hold him back from winning, I think if LeBron tries to put everyone on his back and carry him across the finish line, then that's what's going to kill him. But if he can do less, it, by by doing less, he's going to be doing more. Yeah. He's going to be getting more guys involved with it. And so I think he's got to stay – he's got to keep everyone involved on the floor and not just put the whole team on his back. I think that's what's going to hold him back if he starts doing that. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's interesting. I think LeBron has struggled in these playoffs to find the balance between carrying the team and trusting his team. And you can clearly tell that he doesn't trust his team. And oh, yeah. to no fault of his, because the team hasn't proven that they're trustworthy. So I think, and I noticed it last night at the end of the game, that he it was just like some hesitation on his part to pass the ball to guys because he can't trust JR to make the shot. He can't trust Rodney Hood to make the shot. He can't trust Kevin Love to make the shot. Well, and as someone who's following that guy who is a leader figure, who really wants to follow him if he doesn't have any trust in you? Right. So it's and just, so it's, it's if this, no one's going to play around you because they, they know that you don't trust them, 
then you got nothing to go to. Then you got to do everything yourself, mm-hmm. and that's not going to win you a game. Hence, sweep. I mean, yeah. No, I, I, I 100% feel you. I just think it's a fascinating situation that they're in because I don't blame LeBron for not trusting these people. But like you said, that is a negative, and that makes it even worse. So it's like he, he is either, the leader on that team. Right, so you either have to blindly trust these guys. I mean, and, and like at this point, he's got nothing else to lose. What I mean, what you, you're going to lose the series anyway, so you might as well give the ball – to these guys and say, all right, prove it. Like, this is the finals, the biggest stage. This is the biggest game. Like, if you want to be a guy, show up and do it, you know? Yep. LeBron's been there. He's done it. He can only do so much, and he knows that. So, I, you know, if it's if I'm LeBron, I'm going into this game saying, listen, I'm, I mean, he's going to get his almost or triple-double with 30 points. He's going to get that every game. So, if I'm him, you know, I'm doing what I got to do, but I'm going to give the ball to other guys and say, let's do, like, if you want to be that dude, you're in the NBA, you're in the finals right now, be that dude. Like, show up, do this, you know? And if they don't, they don't. And, I mean, he can't do anything about that. But it is an in- an interesting situation that the Cavs are in as far as, like, LeBron carrying the team. Well, that's part of my point is I don't think they really want to show up. No, no, I, I think they're afraid. I think they're afraid. I don't think that's that they're afraid. I think they don't want to show up because they're not willing to follow their fearless leader uh-huh. in the battle right now. And if this is the guy that's going to get you there and he doesn't have any trust in you, then what Why? What reason do you have to follow him into it? Uh, your pride? <laughs> like, like no, no, but no, I, and I'm not saying that, but like, I'm not saying, you, you know what I'm trying to get at, right? No, I don't. Okay. What I'm trying, <laughs> which is fine. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I, maybe I don't know. What I'm trying to get. <laughs> I just think I just think it's hard to really put in a whole lot of effort to something when the guy who's leading you doesn't have any faith in you. It's hard to work with that guy. Yeah, no, it's hard it, to work with that guy. Well, and I think that just goes back to like what I was saying about this complicated situation because like LeBron doesn't trust these guys. And on one hand, they haven't really gained his trust. They haven't given him any reason to trust them, which is understandable. But at the same time, because he doesn't trust them, now you're a player that knows that the leader of your team doesn't trust you in big moments. And so I absolutely, so you're right. And then it's like, well, he doesn't even trust me. So like one, why should I trust myself? But two, like, why do I want to give the effort? Because he's not going to like, it's not going to matter in the end. And so it is really this weird situation that I feel like LeBron just feels like in the end, after working through all this complication, it's just, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to do everything I can. And he can't. He well, can't exactly do that right. by himself. He, he can't. And, and that's, that's the issue. But that's how basically, I guess in his mind, that's the best scenario that's the the best chance they have is for him to do everything and they beat the Warriors before but he had other guys showing up Kyrie showed up Kevin Love show up I mean Kyrie is the one LeBron had the great chase down block on Iggy but Kyrie hit the game winning shot like Kyrie stepped up and hit the big shot so it's not that like LeBron has ever you know carried a team this far like he had people show up he's certainly gotten credit for it though well he has carried them through the playoffs, absolutely. And he should get credit for that. Even when they had Kyrie? No, no, I'm talking about this year. Because he's, get, he's gotten credit for it when they had Kyrie. Well, and I think that's just the level of LeBron. I think it's probably the same with Kobe. Like, Kobe gets a lot of credit for carrying teams, or you know, especially when he was without Shaq. But, I mean, you look at some of the guys he was playing with and how well they played. Like, Pau Gasol played really well 
in a lot of the finals that they were in. I mean, he had role players. Meta World Peace played a huge role. And Lamar Odom, you know, these kind of guys really showed up that were key that obviously Kobe couldn't have won it without them. But because he's that dude, he gets the credit. And it it, it happened with Jordan. I mean, nobody talks about Scottie Pippen. Like they not not enough. I talk about Scotty. Well, not people don't enough. They they, you, they credit those six finals to Jordan, but Jordan obviously had help. But we don't talk about that because the main dude and that dude was MJ, and so unfortunate. And that's part of why I think Kyrie left is that Kyrie hits a game winning shot in Game Seven of the finals, and LeBron won the finals. And it's he's like, what about what about me? Like, oh yeah, like I won this game, and I think that's part of why Kyrie left. That like I need to get out of his shadow because no matter what I do, it'll always be overshadowed by this dude. And I think those big guys in sports, in all sports too, I, I think Tom Brady is the same way with the Patriots. Like other guys can have huge games in a Super Bowl, but Pat, but Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. You know, it, it's the same thing. And I think uh, for LeBron this year, it's been more true than ever that he really has carried this team but you're absolutely right that he can only carry them so far and this is as far he was going to get them he was gonna, it was a miracle that they even got to the finals so he carried them to something that wasn't expected. i guess what bugs me most about it this whole situation of lebron won the finals lebron's carrying the team is when anything goes wrong it's not his fault it's everyone else's fault yeah, it's, it's it's the same thing. Like when you said Tom Brady won right. the Super Bowl, when they lost in February to the Eagles, no one said Tom Brady lost Super Bowl. It was the Pats lost the Super Bowl. Exactly. And so now it's when they lose on Friday. I'm yeah, really right. confident in this week. <laughs> when they lose on Friday, no one's gonna say, "Oh, LeBron lost the finals." It's gonna be the Cavs lost the finals, and that's what bugs me. Is like if you. You can't take all the credit, none of the blame. Right. You play as a team, you lose as a team first off. So no individual player should get credit unless they are really, you know, if Tom Brady throws for 600 yards and six touchdowns in the Super Bowl, then yeah, he won that Super Bowl. Like, let's give him some credit there. But like, that that's just the level of superstar. I think there's players that hit a certain point in their career that you can get all the, all the recognition and none of the blame. And I, I think... In a situation like this that we're in with LeBron, he is at that level. I don't you know? think he is. He, he no is. one's he ever. Is. No one's ever to that level. He no is. one's ever bigger than the game. It's not bigger than the game, but like you said it yourself, Tom Brady doesn't get blamed for them losing the Super Bowl, which he should because he was part of a losing team. But he is past that. He, like he gets the recognition when they win, and he doesn't when they lose. Kobe was the same way. When they won, it was Kobe. When it wasn't, it was oh Kobe didn't have enough help. Oh these guys didn't step up. Oh you know, and that's just. It is. It, it's just like there's certain players that reach that level that it. That's just how it is, and it's unfortunate, and it's not fair, especially to the other players on that team. But I think just certain players hit that level, and LeBron is there right now. So if when they lose, it will all be about how he didn't have enough help. And to his credit, he's played an amazing finals. I mean, the dude scored no fifty one no points. Did, but I'm not. I, that's it, not an argument. Like no one's arguing that, right? And so, and it's not that he doesn't now deserve none of the blame because he played well. But you win as a team, you lose as a team. So if you win, great, your team won. But if you lose, you lost too, and your team lost. And that I agree with you should be how it works. So speaking of how well he's played during the, the finals, because uh-huh. he has played very, very well. Right. I think last night was probably his worst performance. 
Right, and he had a triple-double. Yeah, and he still had a triple-double. <laughs> He's played very, very well. If they get swept, because I heard Max Kellerman say this, and you know... You love Max Kellerman. I, That's your buddy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my boy, Max Kellerman. <laughs> if you can't tell by the sarcasm of my voice, I hate Max Kellerman. <laughs> he said LeBron deserves the MVP for the finals right now. Mm-hmm. If they get swept... Does he even deserve consideration? I personally, how I feel on this issue is that in a in a in a series like this, and we're talking about strictly basketball because in other sports I think it can vary, but in a in a sport where you're playing a series for a championship, the MVP is the most valuable player, right? And I think that there's a, an argument to be made that a te- a guy that is on a losing team could be the most valuable player. If they had the best individual performance over the series of games that were played, then why should they not be considered just because they didn't win? And so then it goes back to, are we talking about the guy who, the best player on the best team, or are we talking about the best player? Because then don't name it MVP. Name it best player on the winning team. And it's the same argument that people can make in the regular season, that a lot of the time in regular season MVP can be looked at as, oh, James Harden's MVP because the Rockets had the most wins this year. But it's like, are we talking about the best player on a winning team or are we talking about the best overall player? Because then you can have different arguments about that. I guess where I stand on this is how could you be a valuable player if your team didn't even win a game? If you get swept – right. Uh-huh. You obviously didn't have enough value to even contribute to a win. Well, so we're saying that LeBron scoring 51 points wasn't valuable? No, I'm not saying that because because you know you saw that game. The Warriors showed up in that second half and halfway through the second. Uh-huh. And one guy's not going to beat a whole team. Right, of course. Not going to do that. Of course. So if a guy's so valuable to his team and they can't even win a game in a series, how can you – give that guy an MVP award. Well, so then we're looking at it. Was, was it his fault that they lost or the teams? Cause like if, so you're telling me that if a guy, so if LeBron next year in the finals, average, but if, six, you, take okay, LeBron, so, if you take LeBron so, out of it, would have made a difference. They still oh, would have gotten swept, but we're talking about the value that he brings to a team. So are we talking about the value to a team's performance his value or was, win or loss? But his value was zero wins. So you're talking about the best player on a winning team. That's, that's how it, which is fine. I'm not, I'm not saying that it should be one way or the other, but no, I, but I don't think it, I'm not saying that because there's been plenty of times where guys have lost a series 4-3 and the better t- player for that series was on the losing team. So if you get swept, you can't, but if you go 4-3 and you lose in the seventh game, you could still be the MVP if you're on the losing team. Right, because you had value to that team. Your value was three wins. Right, but that's not better than the team that had four wins. So why wouldn't a guy on the four-win team get the MVP? Because they had more value. I'm, I'm, what I'm trying to say is, there's no value in a te- there's no value in an MVP that didn't win a single game, regardless of individual performance. Because what you're he arguing play here great. is that yeah, he can I play can, great. What you're arguing here is, if I score 40 points a game and average a triple double in a seven game series, and I lose in three games, and you are on the winning team and you average 35, eight and eight, I should be the MVP because I had better stats, even though I didn't win the series. If it, if you contributed to wins, yeah. But not enough wins to win the series. So how much is enough? Can I win one game and be the MVP? Does it have to be seven? I mean, use your best discretion here. But see, that's my question. So, like, 
we're, so we're, you're talking about winning, and that's what I'm saying. Like there can be an argument made for individual performance, and when you're trying they, to like mix the winning, two. No, yeah, mix two when they're winning. But games. that doesn't make sense then, because then, so which one's more valuable? Is wins more valuable, or is individual performance more valuable? Well, are you chasing championships or points per game? Right, but we're talking about MVP. We're not talking about like if, we're not talking if about you're contributing towards. <sighs> And this is where I think this is an interesting... We're going to disagree on this. Which is fine. Which is I'm just trying to understand because to me, it sounds like you're trying to make the argument for winning. But if you win enough games, what's the threshold? Like how, like how well do I have to perform in an individual, in, an, in a series? And how many games do I have to win in that series to be a losing, be on the losing team and win an MVP? Like can I go 4-2 but average 50 points a game? Yeah. If you're, I mean, if you go 4-2 and you're contributing to those two wins... And you're averaging forty a game, higher than anyone else. Then yeah, maybe you should be considered. Okay, so what if I'm not if, saying you should win? Let's be very clear. Oh, I'm so not we're saying talking about consi- well consideration. consideration. Yeah, well consider that. And I, even I said that. For, I said that in the beginning. Consideration. I don't think you should even be considered if your team doesn't even win a game, regardless of how well you played, because yeah. you contributed. I mean, you contributed fifty points in a game. Sure, that's sure that's great. But your team won zero games. Right. So, so your value So it's about winning. Yeah. Yeah, you Which have to win. Which is how it is now. This is how it is now. It is the best player on the winning team wins the MVP. And it's the same with the regular season. And basically it's the same with the regular season. I mean, there's been very few exceptions. Russell Westbrook winning or averaging a triple double obviously won him the MVP last year despite being like the sixth seed or whatever they were. I'd be curious to see because I think this would help me argue my side of it. Uh-huh. I would be curious to see how many guys won a regular season MVP on a losing team. No, I don't think any have. Okay, I, so there you go. Wins. Right, but we're talking about Winning. we're talking about series and this is this is what my point is. But so you're, but, you're, but so this is what my point is. I'm saying that I'm not saying it should be one way or the other. I'm just saying that there can be an argument made that the MVP is too focused on winning and not about individual performance. Because we're talking about most valuable players. But, well so they have we, to consider individual performance. Of course. If you go 0 and eighty two, like you're not gonna win the MVP. I don't care if you average like hundred points a game. Like you didn't win any games. But like, let's say a guy goes, they go 40 and 42 in the regular season, but he averages 40 points a game. Nobody's averaged 40 points a game in year. Like, if he averages that many points, how could you not consider him for MVP by, by performing at an all-time level? You know, like, look at Russell Westbrook. has averages a triple-double over the whole season. They were the sixth seed in the West. They weren't a good team. They got bounced in the first round. But he won the MVP because his individual performance superseded the amount of success and wins that he had. So that's my question in an NBA Finals, and we're talking about a Finals MVP, to what level do you have to perform and how many wins do you have to pull off to be able to win it on a losing team? Like, I think you, and that's where it's like, are we measuring this by wins? Is it just about wins? The best player on the winning team or is it measured by individual performance? I get your your argument. To me, if you were measuring it by individual performance, then LeBron should get a consideration because he's been the best player in this series. No. By far. So, if I, I get, individual I get performance, that, but, yes, but no. I agree with you that if you are on the losing team, especially if you get swept, you shouldn't be finals MVP. I agree with you on that. All I'm saying is that I understand the argument that people make, and especially in the regular season, I think that there is – I think that players on worse teams should still get consideration if the individual, individual performance is that high. You know, I don't want – if James Harden's averaging 25, 7, and 6 – and 
Giannis next year averages a triple double and the Bucks win 44 games. I want Giannis to be the MVP. I don't care if yeah, the Rockets win 70 games. Because they're you also know. winning at the same time. Well, 44 games, maybe like 44 and 38. That's good enough. Well, that's that, a, like by our standards in our last podcast, that's, that's a successful, successful season. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. So like how, and that's where like with the finals, it's like, well, how many games do you have to win? If it goes six, can I still win MVP and lose? Like if it goes five, can I do it if I average enough points? Like it's got a lot of nuance in it. I don't know. It's interesting. But in this finals, if it really gets swept, if they really get swept tomorrow, um, LeBron shouldn't be the MVP. I don't think he should anyways because they're going to lose this series. Um, but so it does be, have to do with winning then it does. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. All I'm saying is that I can see the argument and understand the argument to be made. If the individual performance is that high, like if, if LeBron averaged 50 points every game in these four games that they got swept, I would consider him as the MVP because that's just an all time performance. And you can't discount that, you know, and an individual can't control what a team does. So if you give your all and the team still loses, why should you be punished if your individual performance was good enough to warrant a win? You know what I mean? Sure. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. But, yes, I I think I agree with Mitch. I think the series is over uh, on Friday night. I From what I've seen from the Cavs, I mean, like I said earlier, this I think Game 3 was the perfect example of how much better this Warriors team is when two of their three best players can have really bad games and they can still win on the road. I think just shows you that this team's much better and this series is not going to last very long. So Yeah, nope, it's, it's over. So And we'll be excited to find out if LeBron goes to L.A., as was uh, rumored, I guess, on... I think it was yesterday, the game before the game, that yeah. uh, I guess they said LeBron and Paul George have been talking. Four different media outlets. Including Woj. Who's the dude? Yeah. If there's any sports Adrian uh, Wojnarowski yeah. reported this, too. Yeah. Basically that he was already in communications with Paul George about going to L.A., um, which I still think Paul George needs to go to Philly. Yes. But we just had a scandal go down in Philly. Right, which with makes Brian it, Colangelo. Yeah, so. so that makes it a lot less attractive place to go. Um, so maybe that's probably the best case scenario for Paul George. Yeah. yeah. To go to L.A. with LeBron, um, and then Chris Paul is going to have to go either back to Houston or somewhere else. So I'm not sure. Houston. He'll probably stay. He'll, He'll probably stay now. Yeah. They'll pay him the max. That's the thing. Chris Paul's old, and he's about to get a five-year max contract. Like, he's going to play until he's, he's what, like 70 or something like that. <laughs> no, he's going to take the money. You know what I mean? Yeah. At, that, at his age, yeah. So, I, you know, as a Lakers fan, I have no idea how to feel about LeBron going to the Lakers. Um, you should be excited. I'm not. I'm not. Why? I'm not. I don't. I'm not. I've seen what LeBron does. <laughs> I've seen what LeBron does to teams. And he's kind of he kind of ruins teams when he leaves. Yeah. And so I agree with that. what I'm sure, afraid yeah. of is sure, maybe they'll have success while he's here, but we know he's not sticking around for 10 years. He's he can, he only going to play so long. Yeah. So when he leaves, how bad are we going to be? And all, I mean, we went through this with Kobe. Like, we, Kobe I think, I think LeBron's got this, this thing. And I noticed this when he came back to the Cavs um, is like, he gives them this, he gives them this boost and they're supercharged and they're super good. Right. He's because a drug. just average, it's <laughs> like adding him to anything. Is going to make you a little bit better. A lot better. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, then he had a thing. But look at the Cavs from year one when he came back to Cleveland to now. They've progressively gotten worse. 
Well, you know, maybe... They've struggled more and more as the years have gone on. I think, well, the first year is hard to judge because Kevin Love and Kyrie both got injured in the playoffs. So that first finals was just rough and it was just LeBron. But that second finals, I mean, they they beat the 73-win Warriors team in seven games. I think that was their peak. But yes, the Warriors team then got better and so they've looked a lot worse. But I agree with you. They, He's almost, he's a drug. And... The high is great, but then at don't some do point, drugs, kids. <laughs> at some point you come down, and that's what I don't like. I mean, how bad is this Cavs team going to be next year when he leaves? They're going to be terrible. They're going to be really, be atrocious. really bad. I would put money on the Orlando Magic over the freaking Cavaliers next year. Oof. And the thing is, is that's not what I how, what I want to see for my Lakers team because we've had some rough years. We've had a, a, a little good little stretch here where we've had some really bad years, and we're finally getting young players who look promising that could develop into something good, and I would much rather us take the Warriors route or the Sixers route of developing the young players when building a core as opposed to let's stunt their growth, let's not trust these guys, and let's throw in a bunch of free agents and win games now because we're going to be in this same position in 10 years from now if we do this or sooner. And so as a Lakers fan, I'd rather us be patient. But I understand that it's L.A. and L.A. wins and losing isn't good for L.A. So they're going to do what it takes to win. And if that means signing LeBron and Paul George, cool. I won't complain when, we, when we're when we winning next year. But this will always be in the back of my head of what if we just let these guys develop? What if we developed Kuzma and Ingram and Lonzo and added more young pieces and could potentially build something like the Warriors or like the Sixers, you know, with a young core that you built a team around? Yeah. I would much rather have that. So that's why I say I have mixed feelings about LeBron. Because I know it'll bring winning, which obviously as a fan, I am a fan of. <laughs> but yeah. at the same time, I know what will happen when he leaves. And I don't want that because we've been through this since Kobe left. So Right. Yeah. We shall see. Maybe we'll go to the Charlotte Hornets. Huh? <laughs> nah. <laughs> he could play for MJ. You know? Yeah. MJ MJ will unretire. Okay. Uh, MJ will unretire and LeBron and MJ <laughs> will go for a championship. <laughs> I not love even not. And Dwight Howard. Look at that. That's a solid three guy. I just puked a little bit in my <laughs> mouth when you said Dwight Howard. Mitch gave me the dirtiest look. Oh man, guys, it's been fun. Uh we will probably be done talking about the finals next week. So yeah. Mitch and I have some stuff to figure out to talk about. Yeah. What are you doing for game four? Um, working. I'm working. I gotta work oh. tonight, probably. So, darn it. Yeah, well, I'll keep you updated. Yeah, I'll be. I'll be checking my phone. I'll be sure. watching the game with Austin and Meredith Huddleston, the Huds, friends of the podcast, friends, friends of the show, friends, friends of the show, friends yes. of the show. So, OG friends. Yeah. yeah. So. so, that's cool. I might watch it. I don't know. I might watch it and then work. I want to watch it, so we'll see. You're going to have a lot of drunk people to drive home if you start watching it. True that. If you watch it first. I'll just, like, watch it and then dip right after I start driving Uber and then yeah. get all the the drunk fake Warriors fans that are like, I've been a Warriors fan since 10 minutes ago. They hopped <laughs> on that 2014 bandwagon or whatever it was. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, guys, thanks for listening to this little episode. We'll have another episode for you next week, uh, probably on Tuesday. We usually drop on Monday, but it'll probably be Tuesday. Um, I think we're going to be talking about some baseball. 
So we have some Hall of Fame kind of stuff I think we want to talk about. Ooh. So, yeah. you know, we'll be done with the finals, presumably. So we won't have too much we to talk be. about. We will be. Yeah. So we'll have to find something else. I'm honestly, um, I'm honestly getting a little tired of basketball. Really? Yeah. I can never get tired of basketball. I know. That, that's your way. But I'm a, I'm a baseball I'm ready football for the N- guy. So. I mean, I'm ready for the NBA draft. Like, I'm hyped for that. I'm excited to see how that goes. Yeah. We'll be talking about that. That's in a few weeks. So we will be doing an episode before the NBA draft. Yeah. Uh, just a little draft preview. Mitch has to actually do some homework on that. Yeah, yeah. Because I, uh, I appreciate college basketball. I don't know that all that much about it, so yeah. I need to do a little bit of homework and figure out who's going to come play with the big boys next year. Yeah, exactly. So it's been fun. Thank you guys for listening again. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Um, leave us a comment, like or not. It's, it's not like a like. It's like oh, leave a rating. Yeah, leave a rating on there. Uh, like a three would be solid. Uh, so uh, that's really all we're, we're on our for. knees for a three. Yeah, don't, don't, I mean, don't even feel obligated to give us a five. If you like want to tell three. us we suck, tell us we suck. Please. That's we, better than in, nothing. So if you want to get a fight on, on Twitter with us, follow us at sports at, at sports hour guys. And if you want to contribute to the conversation, Follow us on Instagram and comment on our posts and let us know what you want to hear during next week's pod. Ooh, I love it. You sound so professional when you do that. Do I? Yeah, that was good. Wow. I've been working on my voice. (laughs) Been working on my radio voice. Mitch is in the shower like, welcome to the sports hour with Mitch Moe. Mitch Moe in the morning. (laughs) Oh, I love it. It's been fun. This is the the second episode we've been able to do live together. And uh, this is much better. And unfortunately, we won't be able to do one of these like this for a really long time. For a while. Um, but it's been fun. I appreciate it. It's fun to look you in your eyes when you tell me, when you give me disappointing looks. Uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> I give you plenty of those. Absolutely. So. so, you know what, guys? You have a great West, West of your week. You Westo West book. Um, you guys enjoy the rest of your week. We will see you again on Tuesday. See ya.